Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm joined with Greg Masterson. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms or Detail Supply App on TikTok. Best way to get in touch with me is 918-800-1188. Greg can be found at Masterson's Car Care uh, on most platforms and uh, Masterson's Wax. On Instagram. Uh, on Instagram. And then uh, best way to get in touch with you, Greg, is also via phone. What's that phone number? Give me a call, 562-335-2053. Call me if you have any questions. You want to talk about detailing, you want to expand your business, start your uh, next step to success. That's what I like to tell people, man. Awesome, man. I love it. Uh, I love the openness as always, how you give out and care. Um, Greg, anything uh, fun and new as we look over in this series? It's called Industry Vibes, and you and I will chat back and forth through things we see things that we're experiencing, and then also uh, give a lot of great info on how to market, how to grow a company uh, as you continue to push forward with your view of the industry. And as Masterson's car care continues to grow, what's it been like for you this week? Anything popping out across the industry that, uh, you know, hits your radar? Um, mobile tech canceling. <laughs> okay. That's, that's still on your radar. Okay. That was that's still on my radar. You know why it was still on my radar is because we were talking about it for so long, and then we were talking about going to mobile tech, and all of a sudden it just just went down. That was yeah. that kind of stuck around with me actually for a whole week, <laughs> to, or even more the two weeks uh, that that we were talking about it, the, the mobile tech going down, and then. So as they, it stuck around, what was going through your head? Like what what were you debating through? You know, I was just thinking that. Um, why, why it didn't cancel earlier. Now, the reason I brought that up is because with my business, I actually do a lot of car shows. That was one of the things I really loved about this business is I love traveling to car shows and setting up a cool booth and just doing a super cool show where I do demos and we do discounts on products and we mainly meeting new people. That was the best thing, hanging out and meeting new people. And we would bring like, you know, food and drinks and we would offer the customers like, you know, Gatorade and like, Hey, hang out with us. And I just met so many friends that way. And then the COVID happened and that went away. I haven't been to a car show where we've had a booth in like over a year now. And I, uh, one of the biggest car shows that I like doing actually said that they're canceling already. And that car show isn't even till like April. So they're already saying it, we're canceling. It's canceled already. And then some other car shows that are coming up um, in the summer, they're already canceling too. And uh, it, it's making me kind of sad about that, that. Not just that we can't go out and make business, but that I can't go meet new friends. I can't have a great time. I can't go check out the cool cars that I love. And the cars, it's a true passion of mine. I love it. That's why I'm in this industry because I get to see the cool cars and meet the cool people. But then I saw the SEMA, SEMA going down, SEMA coming up this year, 2021. I saw the first ad and it hit me. I was like, is it going to get canceled? SEMA? How long before they cancel it? Um, will, how long will our excitement hold up before it gets canceled? So many questions been running through my mind. That's what's really been going in my mind in the industry, man. What about you? Uh, I, yeah, I, I think the comparison of a car show and SEMA, which is basically, basically the world's largest car show in a sense, right? Like, I think that's a great analogy. It will be interesting to see how, you know, people that run those, you know, local car shows, how much of that is, you know, their main source of income 
versus a you know an expo where their entire income is built around those shows uh you know what uh, what will eventually push you know the expos to force to stay right you know yeah. as as we've continued the discussion over the past weeks i think it's been interesting how you know different people blame the expo where it was the brands and the people that backed out that caused such a late catastrophic event where mobile tech eventually had to say it's no longer i listen i can't speak for them so don't don't misunderstand me this is my like i'm literally just trying to put the pieces together this isn't from them this is from me and my view i just imagine when you're running a business greg right running a business like that and all your customer base begins to suddenly back out well that you're just eventually left with well how do i you know if nobody, and here's the deal, Greg, here's what we said. And this is, this is where, you know, it's cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Would the expo been able to continue and detailers and others in the industry been able to get the information and get the experience that they needed if brands would have just gone ahead and said, Hey, you know what? I, we get it. It's not safe for us. We're going to make that decision. Let's just still mail in a check so that the expo can continue because the expo is a business. And if expos go out of business, listen, Greg, I think people like you, people like me who have an online social type, and we already have that into our business network, but people and brands that don't, I don't really think they understand what happens if the expo themselves begin to go out of business because they can't make any profit. So the brands and the people that decided not to go for their own safety, I get it, but could you have not, right? Because every single company that's done well lately all had record years in 2020, right? Yes. Everybody boasted about the amazing growth of the industry. And then the first time for a gut check, nobody just sends in a check to the expo and goes, hey, listen, we're not going to make it as a company. We don't feel, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever you want to say, it's, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. But we support, we know that, you know, hey, we all need to be in this together. Here's a $1,500 check to just pay for the booth. Put a little thing out on the booth that says, hey, we apologize, we couldn't be there. We hope you, you know, you get a lot of great information. My point has been like, listen, there's detailers that couldn't go learn from people like Mike Phillips. Right? Yes. Simply because others decided they should cancel something and not support the overall industry. I, you know, I, that's been really what's been digged through my mind. Now, I was gonna ask you about mobile tech because um, is what canceled mobile tech some of the distributors pulling out? And this is, what, this is the question that I have about- Well, the, not about distributors. The, or not distributors, but the-, the, the, the Manufacturers, yeah, the, the brands, the, the, the people I would that say, sell stuff. I would say the attendees like the, the, the actual businesses that are attending the booth spaces. The booth yes, the booth like, spaces people booth. are the ones that bailed. Pulling it out. wasn't okay. the people that, were, that had tickets. Okay, you know, now- Those people I, weren't bailing. I personally think that SEMA, and I hope if SEMA's watching this and everybody is, and I understand the restrictions and the safety and everything like that. I truly believe that in the future, which is, now in the next like you know six months things could change i think it's going to be like this is it's going to come down 
to with the with the economic problem of the uh, Rona is, yeah. is that some people are going to decide to stay home and continue the online purchasing, the online viewing, uh, uh, living their life cycle off the online. That's that is great, and 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 it's their choice. And there's also going to be the people that want to go back out. And they, and they, they want to go out and live that type of, they want to live the social lifestyle, okay? Like the actual, there's going to be the social lifestyle and then the social media lifestyle, right? I think it's going to, there's going to be a separate. And the shows, I truly believe, SEMA, Mobile Tech, they should have locked it down where these shows were doing it, rain or shine. And like I, I do a show, or I was doing a show, it was called the Pomona Classic Car Show. You buy that booth space, it's happening rain or shine. Whether it's hurricane storm or hottest balls, we're doing the show. It's an outdoor show. Doesn't matter. You don't you can't, there's no canceling because of the weather or this and that. They have shut it down because of the, the Rona. But when it goes back on, they haven't let people buy the booths yet. But with the um, with the show being in Florida, mobile tech, they could have kept it going. And they should have told everybody, I truly believe, the last day to cancel is this day. And unless there's some like really freaked out stuff, you know, it's going on either way. And if you didn't want to show up and you wanted to cancel, they should have made an option to like rent a TV. And the TV can play your videos and it can plug in and you can do some type of podcast or whatever. But at that booth, people can still walk by and see the booth. Yep. But then other distributors, manufacturers, booth spaces that wanted to continue the in-person booth, they had the opportunity to do that. Yep. It should have been an opportunity. You could have taken either one. But either way, when you write that check, we're doing it. We got an agreement to make it happen. You yeah. know? And I think SEMA, if SEMA's out there, you know, SEMA makes a lot of money off SEMA. It's not like, it's not like they lost money ever on SEMA in the last 20, 30 years. And so if they have some type of funds, they need to transition SEMA, SEMA is going to have to evolve. And they're going to need to offer like a digital booth space or something yep. or, or a zero yep. person booth space option because- Contactless. Contact, that's that's the word I was looking for, contactless yep. booth space. Because right now, just so everybody watches this. Greg, will we produce the first VR expo? Is that what you and I are going to do? I, I personally, I, I want to be one of the innovators to bring back the in-person. I think that the in-person oh, okay. needs okay. to happen. So, like, so you like, want the in-person to go down and destroy, yeah. and then you want to rebuild it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I want, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm for the, I'm for the. I'm on the VR side, man. Like, I really like, want to do, I want to get into VR much later. You know, it's still early, but I, I really want to dive into VR. I think VR is going to be a lot of fun. VR is, is if, if there, there's something missing. I truly believe that people can connect only so much through the VR. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But it's still so, going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be more tools that we have. But I'll, just so everybody is watching this, I'm one of the people that I truly believe that life, you know, all I don't want to sacrifice uh, my uh, freedom for security. And so I won't do that. So I will... If, if I'm at risk to go out into the world and die, I'll, I'll, I'll go do it to make my passion happen. I mean, that's just the type of person I am. Yeah. Other people are different. 
Yes. But it's like, it's like good example. I ride motorcycles and I commute on motorcycles a lot. Am I going to stop riding motorcycles because I might die? No, because I could die across the street. <laughs> like now I can pull out of this driveway and be dead, right? But I'll still keep riding motorcycles every, every day, every week because it's my passion. I love it. The, the risk is worth the reward. And for me to go out and travel somewhere for a cool show and risk something for me, it's it's worth the reward of meeting my friends and my and yep. my, my friends and my people yep. and experiencing that. Okay, for other people it might not be that risk is not worth that reward. Yep. For me, it just weighs out differently like that. So I want to be at the SEMA, twenty twenty one, maybe if it goes down. But I'm having a feeling that they if SEMA does not evolve their show, they will cancel have to cancel again. They need to invest money into the canceling of the, or not the canceling, the evolution of the booths. Yeah, Greg, that's really cool. I'm really glad you said that, man. That really means a lot. I, I say it means a lot because that's actually kind of what I've said recently. Like, hey, I totally understand as an owner of a company, the liability of going and mm -hmm. the risk involved. Mm -hmm. And definitely 100% would never ask a team member and would never think that a brand should ever expect team members to go put themselves at that risk. Mm -hmm. It's not their baby, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's our baby as owners. And so it was more of a call, not so much to like certain brand-esque and people that are, you know, team members. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, owners, now was the time to get down out of the play box, come down to the field and actually get back into, into getting it. So Greg, that's awesome that you've always had that desire because that's the same as me. Like no reason to be out and about, like, let's be zoned in with what we really want to do. What is our passion? How do we go and help? So, man, I love that about you. And I really appreciate that. What we're going to do today here on Industry Vibes as we move into a new series that I want to really kind of pick your brain. And I want to dive into just brief moment, little parts, and we'll kind of like dig out a lot of great info. That's sort of what I like. So uh, we'll keep it short and simple each week. And uh, we're going to dive in into how when you and I have dreams, right? We have ideas, we have theories that come in, mm -hmm. into our minds as business owners, very mm -hmm. similar to detailers or other people that are listening that have small businesses that really in a small business, a lot of it is the growth of the business directly based on the creativity of the owner's mind. Yeah. Right. We all have our own ways and our own desires of the way we want to grow our business. And there's moments where we suddenly get these, oh, that's a really great idea. I, I how do I do that? So mm -hmm. those little synapse moments, mm -hmm. do they happen accidentally? Do they get set up because we put something into place? How then do we act upon those ideas and bring them into fruition? right? Really yeah. great little story to be able to try and figure out and digest for people. And I think they can get a lot of, lot of great information from you and I. So let's go into that real quick, Greg. Uh, when you have ideas, right? Mm -hmm. You, you have these things that where you go, all right, I'm going to try and see if that's something that, uh, that I want to do because it seems like a really great thing. When you have those ideas, where do they happen normally? Have you been able to set aside and go, okay, they happen when I do this or they just happen randomly? You know, 
that's an interesting question. I, I talked to a lot of people about that, you know, about the ideas. First of all, ideas, not everybody has them. They don't come from everybody, okay? Ideas don't come from everybody. So if you're watching this out there and you're wondering, how do I get ideas? Uh, fuck, that's a, you, no, I don't think anybody can answer that question. But I will tell you this about how I get ideas, right? I have to get ideas for stuff by literally going out and not working. I know this is so, I feel like this yeah. is just the truth, yeah? Like the, the best ideas I have for stuff are when I'm not working. And I've, I've worked in a very creative type of environment for a long time. Like I grew up as an artist doing music and I've worked in creative departments. If you go to my LinkedIn, my title here at Masters of Car Care is creative director, because that's what I do. I work here to create new ideas and develop new products, right? But I'll, the first part is the idea the second part is like pulling the trigger. And we'll, I can talk about both of those, right? The idea. How do you get ideas? Everybody has their own time to get ideas. Yeah. So you, you said don't. when you, you, you said you get yours when you're not working. So what are you doing? Is it when you're on your bike? You it know, could, what, what's the activity it, that you're doing? It could. I, the, what I have to do is when I get new ideas, I have to actually let my mind go free for a little while. And, and okay. it won't be what I'm doing technically. It's just... I have to let my mind go free for a little while to get new ideas, to suck in new stuff. Some, it might, sometimes it might just be going outside and just walking around. Like I, like a lot of the times I actually like to go just ride my motorcycle somewhere, like usually Los Angeles and just walk around for a little while. Just look at shit because you might see something new that you didn't notice and that creates the idea. And I'm like, oh, okay. That gave me an idea for something. I, okay, I, so you are specific then. So uh, your ideas come from when you specifically, that was sort of the question, like, do they happen randomly or or do you put yourself in a specific situation? So for you, it's specific situations. You ride your bike, you take a walk, you 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 unplug yeah, in yeah, a sense. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, 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 the commonality I've noticed of all those is I have to let my mind go free. Yeah, and, what and are you freeing yourself from? You said well, go free. What? Like every day, your mind, like your mind, my mind works so fucking much. And that's why a lot of people who meet me in person, I talk really, really fast, much faster than a lot of people. And people are always like, oh, some people, they're like, dude, you're talking too fast. Slow the fuck down. Right. But it's not that it's because my mind is working really fast. It's like it's, it's working too fast. My mouth can't keep up with how fast the mind's working. And just from doing so much, my mouth just learned to fucking speed up a lot, okay? And um, what I have to do is I have to slow down my mind because everything's working so much to let it absorb and listen to listening. Listening by far the hardest thing that people do, okay? And I have to listen more. And that listening might just be through your, not just, not just I believe listening is not just through your ears, it's through your mind, it's concentrating, it's listening is absorbing because there's a difference between listening and hearing. Like I can hear this bell outside go off every once in a while. I'm not listening to the bell. Like I'm not constant, putting my concentration into listening for something. And it's almost like listening for the idea because ideas don't come when you want it. You're not like, oh fuck, I need the idea. And it's just like, I, I don't believe that people buy stuff when you're trying to sell it. When you're, because when you're trying to sell it, you feel desperate. 
And when you feel desperate, people don't buy things from people that are desperate. Hey, I need to, I need to wash your car, dude. Like I got to make $5. It's like why I never get my, my windows washed by the guy on the corner. He's, hey, dude, I need, I need $5. Can I wash your window? I'm never, I will never buy from the guy. Cause it's like, Hey, dude, this is too much, bro. You're like, something's up here, you know? But if somebody's like, Hey man, like you want your windows washed? I do a great job. And if I'm like, nah, it's okay. Okay, cool, man. Later. I might like next time I say I might actually buy the window from him, but that's with a lot of people as well. And so the, like a lot of, I notice a lot of successful people have to turn off their mind, do something else. Steve mm -hmm. jobs did a lot of acid, <laughs> like, uh, you know, he even said it, he wrote a fucking letter. Uh, um, and, and, and even said like, you know, I got all my best ideas from doing acid. Like, yeah. like, well, I mean, you know, there's, whatever. there's no doubt that there is recreational things physically right yeah. uh emotionally spiritually type of things you know if, if riding a you know riding your motorcycle or you know me I, i'll go ride a, my mountain bike or my my drive my drive if i'm going to be in a machine and do that is my jeep uh yeah, yeah. doors off top off sure, you know yeah. 75 80 degrees yeah. i know out there in california that happens like every day but yeah. here in oklahoma man that's like maybe 20 days out of the whole year so yeah. you know it's a it's a rarity that we'll get to do that and uh yeah. i joke but uh but you know i love to take rides no doubt there yeah. there is something about though mentally you know, what is it that we need each of us individually, mentally to put us into those situations? Uh, Steve Jobs did, you know, like you said, you know, he, yeah. there's plenty of people that have taken hallucinogens yeah. um, that have taken, uh, I mean, let's just go through tobacco. Tobacco, in a sense, has a little bit that allows your mind to freedom. There's no doubt that early when I started into the career of, of being a mobile detailer, I drank alcohol quite a bit. I love yeah. beer, still do. Uh, yeah. That can put you into a state of, uh, you know, changing your mind into being able to think different things. Yeah. Uh, but you no see, doubt I that I'll smoke a cigarette. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the thing was tequila. full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that thing, this is a big bottle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you have to, it's all about relaxing the mind, the tobacco relaxing smoking cigars are well, a good you know relaxing the mind taking yep. a drink relax it, it just it's it slows you down it slows down a little bit sometimes i just gotta slow down to see what's going on because sometimes you might be going so fast through stuff you and you're if you're like me i have a very razor point focus i'll get focused on something and i'll just be so focused on something i won't see what the hell's going on on my left to right and sometimes I notice like, it's like this when I ride a motorcycle and I'll, I'll only ride a motorcycle two ways. Either I know where I'm going and I'm going there really fast. Forward or backwards, which one? Or, or the other way where it's, I'm going really slow and I'm just looking at stuff. I'm not really even paying attention to the road. I'm actually just looking at everything around. Hey, check out that mountain. Check out those people. Check out that smell. Or it's sometimes just like, hey, we've got to go really fast through this, you know? And a lot of the times for me, it's really fast. But I notice when the ideas come, is when I slow things down slightly, you know, take it a little bit easier. But you can only do that when you set your, like, I have to position myself to do that. Now, when I was younger, it would come along. But when I, when I position myself in that, ideas for me come so much that I have to write them down or, or I have to take a note about them. All right. So let me pause for a second. I, I, 
I, you said that when you were younger, they came a lot more often, right? I'm really yeah. glad you said that. And that's, it's why I, I think I kind of built the question up earlier. Now, I think you and I have probably got to the point where we can understand that, hey, if I will go and set aside a time, right? That's basically what, what we've said. If we can go set aside a time, unwind our mind and free ourselves, the ideas come. Before, they would just come so much that it was almost random, I always felt. So I'm really glad you said that because I always felt that way too. I didn't really know exactly what I was doing that the, the ideas would come. I look back now and I can see when those ideas came, what exactly was I doing that put myself into place or maybe things in my life that happened, right? Exterior forces from other people, events, other things that, that just basically just forces yourself to make a new idea or a new decision. Yeah. There definitely are times like that, but you know, especially if there's people that are listening that are in their young twenties, young teen, you know, older teens, yeah. those ideas might just happen at a very random time for you that you might not realize, Hey, this actually was caused by something, but to them, it might feel random. So yeah. when, when you remember those random times and, you know, and definitely now you've probably figured out a process, which was what I was going to go into. So I'm glad you said your process is to write down, you yeah. know, what I was going to ask, you know, early on when it was kind of confusing, was there something that you found that you could, you know, grab that idea and then maybe come back to it? Because that, for me, that was it. It was, there was so much going on that if an idea sparked, if I didn't do something, even just to be able to remember it in another minute, it me. might already be gone. Yeah. The way I did it, the way I do was, I mean, like I said, I grew up with a lot of people who are more, I actually, they're not, I don't really call them artists anymore. I call them creatives. People okay. that just create things, whether it be music or artwork, painting, or like I do videos and make new products, things like that to sell. It's these creatives. And when I grew up with them, I, I actually, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. And these people who are true creatives, they try to put themselves in that position all the time. They don't turn it off. And then, so they, they, they actually kind of disconnect themselves mm. from everything that's going on because yeah. they're trying to put themselves. Is that why people think they're weird? Is that why normally creatives, people always think they're kind of weird because they're kind uh, of little, they're, they're, they're just different because they literally just don't care about people caring. Yeah, they're trying, yeah, they're trying to disconnect themselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, they're trying to put themselves in that position where they got the ideas every day. And that position is really always stupid. It's always stupid, weird. It's like um, uh, the scientist that created the polio um, uh, the uh, vaccine. Uh, polio vaccine. Okay. He said he got a lot of his ideas and stuff um, in the bathtub, <laughs> like sitting in a bathtub, just naked, just doing nothing. And then boom, so it would just come in his head, right? You have to just let, you have to position yourself to let the ideas come, you know, like Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison, they say Thomas Edison took a lot of cat naps. In the middle of the day, hmm. just sleep for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, and then get up and do more work again. I've also tried that. That's, uh, you know, when you re let your mind release it. like that. I, I do yeah. that a lot. I could, I could work for five hours, sleep for 20 and work another 10 
or something like, you know. Okay, I get get you on that. No doubt. I will definitely sometimes, not on a regular basis, though. I can't do it on a regular basis, but there are times I'll just go so hard that, I mean, even DJ, he'll pull up sometimes here to the warehouse area and I'll be like passed out in the... You know, I just like pulled up the truck and couldn't even yeah. make it inside because I was just and I'd be out for 20 or 30 minutes. OK, yeah. I, I've done that, but not regular. I can't schedule naps in the day. I, I, you have to do it. I personally do when I feel like if I'm working a lot and my mind yeah. gets tired, I'll go take like a 20 minute nap and I'll wake up and I'll, I'll, I'll be refreshed and I'll just keep going on. But it's just about keeping your mind refreshed. But when my mind gets tired. I there there there's no way for it to pick it back up if it gets too tired without some type of rest or something like a lot of I've noticed that I work better and get better ideas when I work harder for a shorter amount of time instead of working 15 hours and 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 out of that 15 hours you're jerking off for five like I would rather just work a hard six where my mind's pumping 100% and then it, and then it gets pooped because your mind can't work that much and I truly believe that the mind, it, it, the mind working will wear you out faster than your muscles working. Like I could move logs for fucking like 15 hours straight and then still be like, oh, I feel good. Let's go, let's go get some women and drink beer. Right. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Greg, right? I can't picture you lifting logs for 15 hours. And then yeah, yeah. Like, oh, geez, like, I <laughs> like, like all like, you know, I, I can do that type of stuff for like 15 hours and still go party and, and stuff and get sleep and do it again. Right. But try to work 15 hours on your mind nonstop. Oh, your yeah. mind, you're, no. it, it'll, it'll, you you'll can it, do that. You'll okay. get, dr- I'll get drained. Yeah. And I feel like if you work your mind too much, you'll, you'll work yourself sick. You can't, I, I've never worked myself sick physically, but I've worked myself sick from my mind turning on too much. It's just, your mind can't go to rest. You'll just, without rest, you'll just beat yourself down. You know, like the, the, the anxiety level and the stress level of your mind not turning off. Well, I think it'll just eat anybody down. Boom. You know what I mean? And, and that's something that once your mind stops working smooth, you get no ideas like ideas are fucking plump you might as well just fucking say fuck it you're done you know and that's why you have to take a cut and then i talked to you about that last year is why i took the end of the year off just let my mind get fresh because i know that january february mine's gonna work too hard for that long and i need to prepare mentally for that piece and before when i was younger i wasn't able to figure that out because nobody told me that i had to figure that out myself and from learning from other super successful people and and they never even told me i just had to watch it and figure it out myself still and i wish to this day somebody would have told told me these things but nobody ever teaches you that in school (laughs) or like nowhere i've never heard anybody say that because those people were not high performance people and these high performance people like steve steve jobs like uh like bill gates like warren buffett all these people um you know uh, 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 Thomas Edison, uh, they all, you know, were high performance people that we never had the chance to meet them. <laughs> and I would have never got to know what Thomas Edison knew, but there's people that are alive right now that are super successful where we can watch them on YouTube and it's like talking to them. And that's where I was able to find a lot of that stuff over years of when the internet, you know, first started. Yeah. 
Definitely, man. Well, Greg, thank you for your time. That's a lot of great information as always. Uh, really do appreciate uh, what you continue to give back. Uh, really cool that you would open up your mind to allow the community to uh, kind of dissect it and understand the way you think, because there's no doubt as we begin to learn how people think, we can then use the way they think to maybe help our business and take ideas that, uh, you know, if they're doing a certain thing, maybe I should pattern Maybe I should figure out and co in a sense, sort of like mirror a dance, but in my own way, uh, if you're on TikTok, uh, what's that called? A duet. duet uh, yeah. So, so in a sense, how do we duet something that Greg is doing to further our own business would be really, really great insight. So you, you've really put a, a lot of great info out for the community, Greg. Thank you so they much. Say, uh, they say, I'll leave it out this. They say success leaves clues. And, and it's always out there, but there's something, you know, we we're talking about ideas. There's people out there that just pound out ideas. Mm -hmm. You can pound out ideas all day long. I could fill a paper right oh, now. Yeah. It's execution and we'll get right? into the execution. Yes. No doubt. We'll get into that. All of, it's all about, all about the pulling the trigger. Yep. The people that anybody can come out with ideas. It takes somebody to yep. pull that trigger. Yep. Right. We'll get into that. And we'll talk about that. I think yeah. probably next time. Right. Let's pull, do it. Let's pulling, do the, it. pulling the trigger. You pull know? the fucking trigger. <laughs> All right, Greg. Thanks so much, bro. Thank you very much. See you next time, guys. Thank Have you. a great day. You too. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Thank mm -hmm. you.